know, you know? I just don't know about them. And now El Chapo, I could I could listen to El Chapo all day, okay? Well, maybe you could just uh if you pay me $99, I'll edit 10 podcasts where all you hear is El Chapo. Well, you know, actually I would be I would be somewhat interested in that. When El- he says very good, you believe him. Oh, I love your voice, El Chapo. I love your voice. Very good, very good. It's, it's, it's music to my ears. I put on the podcast, and then I try to move the volume up and down, and then I try to cut out Johnny Kilbasa. Kind of like, you, you know, if like there's a guy in a porno and you really don't want to see him, but, you know, you want to just see parts of him or something. Yeah, that's. I just like the El Chapo parts. Light bright. We can make things with light bright. You looked up your favorite James Hater impersonations and you didn't want to become a hater hater because you're a motivator, not a hater. And you went to the store and you got yourself a pie iron. And you got ready for your big camping trip. And you thought you were going to the camping store, but you just realized that you ended up in a salsa shop. (laughs) That's right, everybody. (laughs) Still get the hang of the new mixing board here. Maybe I should write things down. Before I start taking them for a spin but what the hell you only live twice and speaking of only living twice El Chapo's in the house ah, yeah he's in the big house with a big reverb welcome back El Chapo and I saw a new mixing board in the hub I would lose my mind Yes, indeed. If I saw a spider plant here in the sausage hut, I would lose my reverb. Woo! <laughs> very good, very good. You will say a reverb, like we say a reverb, mixing board phone I'm going to get me a piece of paper, and I'm going to write down what's on each track today. Just like it's a special coming out of the, why am I so hot here? Why do I got so much, why do I got so much trouble on me? Do you have your calligraphy pen with you, Chops? I, I got a pen. It's a ballpoint. The finest in all the land. What's on Johnny! That? Making marks on paper. They'll know if he knows what they mean. <laughs> when we originally done the podcast, they asked me, come on and say, hey, would you endorse it? I said, why? But then I listened to it. And I said, yeah, endorse it. And you know, it's like all these things have very similar names. The iPhone. Oh no, that's the i. The, okay. Oh, I got the iPhone, and then I got the phone, and then I got the iPad. iPad, iPhone, phone. It's like three degrees of the same thing. Three degrees I, of uh, ablations. I before E as in neighbor and way. 
but you'll always be wrong, no matter what you say. <laughs> that was very good. It's crazy. It's very crazy. El Chapo's feeling the feeling the walkedness tonight. I enjoy that. No, you've been talking about something. You're a good friend. No, you've been talking about something. All right. You're in the sausage hut, everybody. Summer's heating up. The skin on the upper part of your inner thighs heating up and producing all sorts of cheese that you didn't know you could produce. They didn't tell you about that when you were in grammar school, baby. The cheese is real, just like the thirst is real in the sausage hut. And speaking of real thirst, El Chapo is going to enter into a new endeavor. And he's that means he's going to be... He's going to be the air spray painter of t-shirt, dude. Woo! Who sprays you, baby? <laughs> that could be the name of your booth at the fair. <laughs> All right. So, so El Chapo, you're going to, you got to air. So we've got the, the terraining going. And everybody's seen that. By the way, we've got a new video coming out. It's in it's in post production as we speak. Oh, we're gonna have to see that after we do this. I wanna yeah. I wanna see some new stuff. Hot on the heels of Mr. T in the Garden, which was a smash hit as far as I'm concerned, as far as anybody else is Be concerned. Be there, you fool. That was the, the debut of your training. T E R R A I N I N G. Just like El Chapo is E L space C H O P P O, not El Chapo like the drug dealer. It's El Chapo like the greatest prep cook that you've been never seen. It's not the teletype. It's my Ginsu slicer. We should probably preface that every time because we're getting so many new listeners now. Yes, very good. Very good. Oh, and uh, I got a new. I'm good. For the moment, thank you. For the moment. You, you do like this, uh, uh, Tori Hansel in the presentation. I'm James Mason. I was wondering how you do the very good, very good pronunciation, very important. Don't get about special. Yeah. Okay. James Mason, if you're listening, go ahead. That is correct. I'm, I've been listening to the podcast for quite some time now, and I'm quite amazed with the, what do you call this, this new, uh, mix, mixing pool or mixing puddle. Bored, bored. I'm. I don't mean I'm bored. Of course, I'm, I'm very enthusiastic about this. mixing. Bored. Wires, wires, lots of wires, and makes you sound like you're on the phone. I, I see, I see. Yes, uh, sir. Right this way. Uh, it, it's not that I sound like I'm on the phone. Actually, we've we've got brand new hotlines installed, so we're really excited about that. It's something that we're really excited about. So, Mr. Mason, what do you think? What, what do you think of all that? Please, but it is all, all very um, you know foreign to me, of course. Not not because I'm a foreigner in this country, but because it's all very foreign. Um, how do you how do you see your collaboration and wires and mixing board and keyboards? How do you have many many uh, like TVs, but they're called screens or something? I think. Yes, this is what you used to watch black and white television on, except it's a, comu- it's a computer. 
You remember that movie you were in? That was like a big screen. This is a little screen, but yes, it has we, the same we, kind we, of movie. We, we, we were trying to break the Enigma code. If you, of course, you, you realize in World War Two, and then it was the early forties, of course, and the Enigma code was. You know, we, 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 we built the machine to, to make, you know, break the code and, of course, win the war. And, of course, we can do it all at once. It won the war. Yes. It won, won the, the war. Yeah, it helped win the war, of course. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, Mr. Mason, I'm a big fan of yours. And I was wondering, when, when you uh, starred in Bridge Over the River Kwai, what was the biggest challenge in production? Oh, that's a very good question. I, I do appreciate you... Uh, Remembering the bridge over choir, of course, I, w- I wasn't in it. But if I was, if I was, you see, this is the important thing. If I was, I, I, w- I think the, the biggest uh, production obstacle for me, of course, would be dinner. So I had a Guinness, you see. Um, of course, at the time he wasn't Sir. We didn't call him Sir. Cause he was, he, we just called him, you know, Al because of Al Guinness. Uh, it was before Rocky as well. Now, interestingly enough, a lot of people ask me, did he, did he enjoy Guinness beer? And of course, he did not. He, he was more of a Scotch drinker, as you. You probably uh, imagine. Uh, uh, I thought he was. I thought he was part of the Guinness fortune, if you ask me. No, 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 no. It was. It was. It was nothing like that, of course. But uh, you know, Alec had a. He liked to put uh, practical jokes, if you will, on set. And of course, you know, it was very hot there in Burma, and we had fans, like big metal, not the little plastic fans like you have now, of course. And um, so he liked to, you know, he would get some. You know, we were eating the local diet there, which is you know very high in fiber, as you can imagine. Right, right. Not, not a lot of there are a few goats and, and pigs, of course, but not mostly plant-based. If you you realize, so this provides a lot of fiber in your diet, and and so Alec, um, of course, you know, enjoyed that diet very much, more quite more than I did, of course. And he would like to stand in front of the fans who were keeping the actors cool, right, during uh, production. And he would let um, his flatulence uh, out in front of the fans, and it would of course flow into our faces while we were trying to uh, deliver our lines. Quite quite distracting, of course, but you know. Jolly joke, of course. Jolly joke. And, and, and how did you think? Uh, how did you think uh, Sir Alec Guinness actually handled the heat during the, the making of the bridge of the Well, he was always a gentleman, you know. You know, Alec was. You know, he was. He was always very kind and very courteous. But uh, uh, he stunk to high heaven, and uh, it was very offensive. And um, you know, it's it's very hard to. To, to express to your your, your 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 fellow actors, like you really sting. I I would prefer it if you did not stand so close to me because the shots were so tight back then, um, and everything was tight. Budgets were tight. Everything was tight. But particularly Alec Guinness's uh, aroma made everything considerably tighter, as you can imagine. And did 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 Sir Alec tell you about Return of the Jedi when he when you knew on set of the bridge over River Claw? Yes, yes, of course. He 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 said he he knew a young filmmaker by the jo- by the name of George Harrison, which I thought was kind of crazy at the time. But we were, of course, we was smoking quite a bit of, uh, you know, how do you say, ganja. But oh, I really the Beatles were on set of the Bridge Over the River Kwai with James Mason and Alec Guinness. Oh my God! Well, we couldn't say no, of course, because um, you know that, that that was how things were handled back then. So, but I knew he was talking about the. This young American who had space age ideas, and um, I, I was quite intrigued. But I also thought, you know, oh, Alec, why, why, why are you doing this? So if you, you've done Hamlet as good as Olivia. When now you're going to play a, a, a what do they call him, a, a, an older one or something? I, I don't know. Very good. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. Hey, thank you for calling into the Sausage Hut. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Very good. Very good.
Johnny, if you if you might uh, screen these call, maybe screen these calls a little bit. I, I didn't know we were taking calls. Was, all was, of a sudden, we're taking calls. Now we're taking calls, and they're quite boring. I didn't even I, give the hotline I, number I, out I, yet. It was really, really horrible questions. I didn't, didn't appreciate it. Uh, well, thank you, Mr. Mason. I, I will have you know that I've never heard of you before, and I'm really bad at certain cl- when it comes to classic movies. Yeah. This is what I've heard. El, El Chapo had had mentioned it before that you 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 were not ref- familiar with. Uh, Edward G. Robinson, very good friend of mine, and Orson Welles, and so, yes, we, we, maybe we'll, I might stop here after you've seen a few movies and you can appreciate um, high cinema, as it were. I'm glad you have that knowledge. I'm very glad. That- Yeah. Welcome back to the Salsa Shot, everybody. <laughs> I was thinking, so, so you showed me a clip of James Mason, and I thought it was the dude from Traffic, but that's that's Dave Mason. So shout out to all you Traffic fans out there. Oh, another great James Mason movie, The Woman, Woman in the Window. I would say the stranger woman in the window. I mean, he did, he's a great. He was also with Humphrey Bogart and Key Largo. Um, I, w- I would recommend those three if you don't know James Mason. But he really he got typecasted for a while as you know, like Humphrey Bogart did as a gangster, and they both busted out of those roles, and all of a sudden they started playing these like they really interesting characters. And you you were showing me a clip of Orson Welles and James Mason together. Yeah. In The Stranger. Yeah. And not to spoil anything, but and it won't, but just give you the premise, like how cool this convert this dialogue is, is Edward G. Robinson is a Nazi hunter. Remember, the film was made in nineteen forty six, so we just we just did this. And Orson Welles is playing a Nazi in New England, America. Hey, I hope you don't mind. I'm throwing a couple chops on the, the grill here. Mm. I'm talking. Are you putting the uh, Thai curry on there? Yeah, that stuff you brought over the other day? Yeah, it yeah. smells amazing. I, I haven't smelled it actually on the grill yet. I just threw that together. I was, a watch, I was reading uh, Pock Pock by uh, Andy Richter, and I was like, I'm going to throw this on there. Well, that it, when we started talking about Orson Welles, that reminded me of something. And this is from the, I'd have to say this, I put this in the Martin Mull McDark file that that started like one of the first things we ever talked about in the Sausage Hut. Right. That we tend to talk about. The reason the Sausage Hut started. (laughs) To refresh your memory, America. It's different. It's mysterious. And uh, a little hard to get around in. But there's nothing to fear with Michelob Dark. Oh, I know. Dark beer. It's bitter. It's for thick-necked guys named Gunter. It's for thick-necked guys named Gunter. No! It's for thick-necked guys named Gunter. Oh my god, there's gonna be a, there's a remix right there. The thick-necked guys named Gunter in the nose. Michelob Classic Dark. Full-bodied taste that's Michelob Smooth. What have you had other voices doing that? It's bitter. It's for thick-necked guys named Gunter. <laughs> no! Jimmy Stewart could do that. <laughs> oh, I, I know. It's for a uh, thing. My name. Gunter. I know Gunter. what you're saying about this dark beer. 
It's for Al Pacino. Guys named Gunter. Oh, I know what you're saying. It's for thick neck named named Gunter. So I hopefully this is what I'm looking for here. So there, and I don't know if you remember this as well, but there, I think in the early '80s, maybe mid '80s, maybe late '80s, I don't know. There was a commercial for a game called Dark Tower. And an old fat Orson Welles. Yes, yes, was on the commercial. Yes, yes. So let's hope that this is it. Yes. Last night I journeyed <laughs> backwards in time to the medieval world of Dark Tower. In this amazing game, I had to find three keys. <laughs> yes! Lay siege to the tower and defeat the enemy within. Each move was a challenge. The computer kept track, giving me secret information, pictures, sounds, surprises. Then, ahead of my opponent, I made my move. The battle was joined. And I was victorious. <laughs> Dark Tower from MB Electronics. My brother, my brother used to say, I threw some stones across the floor. My opponents turned the head and I moved their pieces. And I was victorious. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Also, he did the wine commercials and Benny Hill did a spoof on that called Orson Buggy. And he was surrounded by skeletons. We will drink no wine before it's time. Oh. Last night I journeyed backwards in time to the medieval world of Dark Tower. In this amazing game, I had to find three keys, lay siege to the tower, and defeat the enemy within. Each move was a challenge. <laughs> the computer kept track, giving me secret information, pictures, sounds, surprises. Then, ahead of my opponent, I made my move. The battle was joined. I was victorious. Dark Tower from MB Electronics. I remember g- thinking, who the hell is Orson Welles? Oh, Dark Tower, yeah. I want to find that game on eBay. I bet it's not that hard to find. I, well, it might be hard to find with one that actually works with the computer that keeps track of things. Here in the sausage hut, everybody. Oh, he did. I, he he did a bunch of. Com- he must have been wine. Uh, com- he did wine commercials. He must what, have been hard up. What what was? No, no, I probably was. What about the wine commercial? I'm here at Paul Massage Chateau yes. in California. Almost every night here, there's a wine tasting party. And one of the favorites is Paul Masson Chablis. <laughs> it's light and crisp. It's delicious. The wine you drink the most should be the best. And they take special care with it here because they know Chablis is America's most popular wine. Paul Masson Chablis. I recommend it. Paul Masson will sell no wine before it's time. Benny Hill. Benny Hill does that. <laughs> Find the Benny Hill, please. Oh, there's drunk outtakes. <laughs> Orson Welles. What a life I bet Man. he had. Can you imagine hanging out with him? He partied hard for decades. Oh, do you ever see The Third Man? No, I never. Oh, my God. The third man. There's another Orson. I mean, he directed that and he acted it, but he didn't show up until halfway through the movie. That's how good that. Oh, he was way ahead of his time. Okay, drunk commercial outtakes. Turn camera. One, two, take one. With overlap, action, please.
Action awesome, please. Just do anything? <laughs> no, sorry, cut. Now rolling. 102, take two. Ah, the friend. <laughs> what? Champagne. Oh my God, he's a, he's handy. camera. Marks. One o two, take one. With overlap, action, please. Orson <laughs> Welles, drunk wine commercial outtakes. Awesome, Just do anything? No, it's a, sorry, cut. Yeah, rolling. One o two, take two. Ah, the French champagne has <laughs> always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson. He's hammered. Why don't take three? Action, please. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Inspired by that same French excellence, it's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Cut. Paul Masson soup. <laughs> The taste of French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There's a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. Paul Masson's superb taste shouldn't be too surprising. This champagne doesn't come from France, but it was created by a man who did. Paul Masson. Paul Masson must sell no wine for its time. Can you find the Benny Hill? All right, all right. You will not be disappointed. Or some buggy Benny Hill. Or some... <laughs> this is... There's a band called Orson Buggy. <laughs> it's too... Well, maybe you should go with Benny Hill or some Wells. Oh, there it is. I remember that as a kid. Sometimes I take it for granted what I remember and what YouTube is capable of. It's not the same thing. Oh. Oh, there it is. Oh, you found it? Yeah. Holy criminy. Turn it up. It's like a little too fast, but uh, we're okay. Wonder what those women look like now. <laughs> or some buggy.
You ripped the fart right at the last <laughs> second right there. Sausage out, everybody. Yeah. We went from Martin Mole to Orson Welles to Orson Welles to Benny Hill and back again. Across the miles and across the times and across the space continuums. Keeping you company here like only we can do. So I, before we were rudely interrupted with uh, side carts and side things and all that stuff. New mixing board in place. El Chapo in place, firmly. Very good. Yes. So, so we're you uh, brought you bought some airbrushing stuff. Yeah, I bought some airbrushing equipment, just like the guy at the county fair who spray paints things like El Chapo plus girlfriend, true love always, 2019, like on a T-shirt, and you both get them. Yeah. And then you'd both wear them around, and and like you'd have arrows at the bottom, and you'd always have to be on the like. Babe, we're on the wrong side. Because you have to be part pointing to each other. Well, there are like two wolves, you know, staring off in the distance with a blue moon behind them. And it's, you know, yeah. Doug and Tracy. Because somehow they they turn it, turn into wolves at night. Or, I, I don't know. Or at, the, or at the at the county fair. Because they howl at the moon, man. And then you put that license plate on the back of your... Uh, truck with the, the lift kit and the extended wheelbase because and you haven't paid off that truck yet but you're gonna spend you know next month's mortgage on that lift kit and i want this license plate on there i went to the fair and psh, 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 custom make bro um, i'll give you an extra if you you put our names in there and put that white highlighter on the letter like all right dude i'll do that yeah so yeah yep so but, I'm gonna order you some fabric stuff. We're gonna put it on the sausage hut credit card. All right. I'm gonna get some t- get you a t-shirt. Now you you got something to put the t-shirt over. Your okay. friend your friend said to put it on a piece of cardboard. Is that what you're spraying? Yeah. Yeah. That'd probably be the best. Now my first order is gonna be a big the the ace of spades. A big ace of spades Literally on a t-shirt. And then it's going to say the sausage hut on it. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that. So you know, so you look, you have a, 
ace of, I, I think I have a deck of cards in there that you could borrow if you wanted to look at an ace of spades. I, I think I can print out something on that. You know, I got confused, too. I was thinking of, um, what's that group? Baby, come back. And it kind of focused. Is that D- uh, Dan Fogelberg and England <laughs> no, John Cooley or something, something like that? Eight. Oh, God. Baby, come back. And it kind of focused. See, I was wrong. And I just it was something. yeah. That's a terrible song. It's a yacht rock. It's something back to crap eight, song. Eight, oh god, I was gonna bug the crap out of me. What about it? I can't remember the band's name, but it was something. I feel like there was Ace. Oh, I think it was Ace. a one-hit wonder. Yeah, but it was Ace something. Just Ace, Ace in the place. Baby, come back. Just look at that. Baby, come back. I just want to know. It was a bunch of white dudes with long hair wearing suits and. Player, player, where did I go? Oh, because okay, you're playing aces. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, right, hey, not that far off, old chap. No, it was a, not not far off at all. Player, yeah, yeah. Aces. Now, <laughs> a little band called Motorhead. A little band called had a song called Ace of Spades. A little sample. The eight the day, the only card I need is the date to speed. The eight to speed. And bing a ding a ding a bang a ding a ding. Bing bing ding a ding a bing. Uh, to live the life, to live one week in the life of Orson Welles before it went all turned to crap. And oh he, it, apparently he was just a note, it, like everybody knew he was hammered all the time. Towards the end, yeah. Oh, uh, towards the end. He, he, he had already done everything that could be done, so I would do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, now you want to just ride my coattails? So, all right, I'm going to be hammered. So deal with me. Cut, cut whenever you want. Am I supposed to do something? Last night, I went back in time. And played a game with a tower and some buttons and his computer. I, th- I threw some pistachio shells across the floor. My opponent's in the head. I moved the pieces, and I was victorious. I thought he did one called. I thought he. I thought there was a game. Wasn't there a game called Othello? I know there was a Shakespeare play named Othello. And he, and he, he did his own movie version of that too. Did did he? Was he? Did he do an Othello commercial? Yeah, he, he directed and played Othello, yeah. No, on the, the the game. Did you ever play Othello? Yeah. Maybe Orson Welles just narrated it. We were poor back then. Oh, if you're going to do this, you got to do Vincent Price on Hangman. We're, we're not talking about Vincent Price. Othello is a game of the mind. Surround your piece and make it mine. What a great game. I learned it in a minute. Othello takes a minute. It's not rough much. Uh, now you're ready for Othello. A game? Othello is a game of the mind. Surround your peace and make it mine. What a great game. I learned it in a minute. Othello takes a minute to learn and a lifetime to master. <laughs> a minute to learn, a I lifetime to master. I can play with all these interruptions. Vincent Price or Hangman. Vincent Price or Hangman. I can play with all these interruptions. 
So El Chapo, will you grab that the book that you're reading from and read from that book that you're going to take and make into your own? Oh. One momento. So we're going to do a little story time. I found some old children's books in the nether regions of Papa Cabasa's house, and they almost got thrown out, and I was like, you know what? I bet El Chapo would appreciate these. So he was looking through certain things. He decided that they're, they're pictures, you know, like little, almost like little golden books, but a little different. And he's going to look at the pictures, and he just makes up his own story. Because he, I mean, reading is in his strong suit, but he always likes to look at the pictures and make up his own story. So I guess we'll, we'll just go, let's see if we can, we need some songs, some music for this. Eastern European, old 40s, 30s. Be perfect for this. Or some Metallica. How about some Flea Bottom? Or some, some funk. Or some of this. Or some Russian music. You're not feeling that? You're getting Sausage Hut original stuff, are you? Alright, whatever you want. Tell me when. Hold on. Is that too much? Oh, you're going to shake it off? He's like, oh, now I don't care. I, mean, you, I don't care what you play. Alright, god damn it. I'll give you blue finger. That's when you're not looking. Oh, you got the hiccups? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll make it even better. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and now on the sausage hut. And now on the sausage hut. Read with El Chapo. This week. Pinocchio's Promise. I want to read the copyright. What is the copyright on Okay, I don't know what the copyright is. I can't. It's too small. Action. One day, Geppetto, the woodcarver, finished making a blunt. He held it up proudly. Pinocchio, Jimmy, come see this beautiful blunt I made for Mrs. Romano. It looks all right, said Pinocchio. My poor boy, you are so bored while doing other things, said Geppetto. But now I have some weed for you. Take this weed to Mrs. Romano, then come home as fast as you can. Promise? Whatever, said Pinocchio. 
He took the blunt and skipped away. Pinocchio did not see Gideon and the foul fellow, but they saw him and the blunt. That is one beautiful blunt, said Gideon. It must be worth a lot of schmackolies, said foul fellow. How can we get our hands on it? Pinocchio stooped over to vomit as he'd had too much drink the night before. I wish I could see the circus, he said aloud, and then vomited again. My, my, said Fowlfellow softly. Look at what he vomited there. He picked up two old circus tickets from the street. Let's see if we can get Pinocchio for a good time little trick. Pinocchio, dear boy, said Fowlfellow. I have two tickets. <laughs> oh, God, you're puking again. But I cannot go. Would you like to go instead? Oh, yes, said Pinocchio. Pinocchio called Jimmy. What about your promise to Geppetto? Pinocchio puked again. Sorry, I cannot go, he said. I have to take this blunt to Mrs. Romano. I will do that, said foul fellow grandly. Here are the two tickets. Enjoy your ruckus. And with that, foul fellow grabbed the blunt and Gideon pulled Pinocchio off to the circus. When Pinocchio got his bearings, he did not see Gideon leave him and hide. Pinocchio handed his ticket to the man. Why, this is an old ticket. You think you can fool me, you little rascal? Asked the angry ticket man. In shame, Pinocchio put his hands to his throat and vomited again. He just wanted to get to a toilet and away from the ticket man. Pinocchio stood up and brushed the vomit off. The crowd cheered and jeered, but Pinocchio did not know what to do next. He jumped out of the ring and ran to a toilet. Jiminy Cricket ran after him. Pinocchio, you dumbass, where have you been? I've been in the parking lot all day looking for you. Just then Pinocchio ran into the portageon. How did you get in that portageon? The ringmaster asked. You could have been hurt. No one's cleaned that thing for days. What if the lion had bitten you and you got rabies? Pinocchio felt ashamed and had a horrible hangover. He knew that he wasn't just a bad boy. He had gotten into the circus with a wrong crowd and a bad ticket. And he was not even supposed to be at the circus. Pinocchio turned and ran far away. Jiminy Cricket ran after him. Pinocchio, dumbass, turn around, wait for me. Don't keep running away. Remember your promise to Gebetto? On the clock. Oh, my clock, gasped Pinocchio. We're still on the clock. Yes, we must get back to the clock. Foul fellow, before something terrible happens, must be stopped. Pinocchio and Jimmy got their bearings and hurried back to town. Smack, said Pinocchio as he ran into a policeman. What is your hurry, young man, asked the policeman. 
Pinocchio said, where's my lawyer? Read me my rights. When Pinocchio got back, he found Geppetto waiting in the little house. Pinocchio, where the hell have you been? I've been up all night taking shots, wondering where you were and Jimmy were. But now it is too late, said Geppetto. We stopped to get a drink at the bar because Jimmy was thirsty. Next time we'll pay you back. Next time, I'll keep my promise and not drink all the money that you made from that blunt. The end. And now you know the rest of the story. El Chapo. Good night. Story time. Pinocchio's Promise As interpreted by El Chapalazzo For Sausage Hut Productions, of course Phew, man, I finally got this grill going again With all that rain outside, it just rained me out I had to just strip out all the charcoal and start from Scriznatch Lump charcoal, bro. Lump a dump, dump. What is it? Waterproof? It's real charcoal. It's not that briquette stuff, man. Mm. You roasting that cauliflower too? And that cast iron? Oh. Yeah. What'd you put on that? Uh, we got some uh, curry and olive oil in there. I can't wait. I, I, I've been eating so much cauliflower, I'm I'm turning white. <laughs> and we, we got the sourdough bread with the cauliflower, mashed potatoes, and the pie iron going. Nice. Cauliflower pie. Cauliflower pie. Cauliflower pie. I love this grill. Man. I forgot to wash the beeswax off of those, so it might have a little oh, waxy flavor. Seriously? <laughs> I think it would just burn off in the fire or whatever. Oh, it doesn't do that, man. It just it it I know Mama I know Mama Stewart recommends against it, but I you know, whatever. Matha. It'd probably make you poop easier too if you have a little beeswax in you. It's none of your beeswax. Yeah, though, yeah, being that, yeah. I might just do it, and it's a beeswax thing. <laughs> you know, I've got like, I've got a bunch of songs. Well, not a bunch. I've got a few songs that you haven't named yet. And so the Christmas begins. Are you in a song naming mood right now? Yeah, you know what? I've got, you know, I'm going to use my inspiration is this right here. The new puppy. The new puppy is going to help me do this. I'm <laughs> all right. I'm going to combine phrases out of here. To Is that all right? <laughs> that's what you're getting. If you're the namer of the song, it's all right. Fortunately, these words are really big because otherwise I wouldn't be able to see them. <laughs> oh, look at this. This now, See, this is why This is why you don't throw stuff like this away. Look at right, look right here. Just read this line aloud. John, Johnny Waxham, not very hard, with a rolled-up newspaper. 
<laughs> Not very hard. Let me flip the steak over real quick. Yeah, five minutes each side, bro. I know it, it all is. I, I swear it goes from re ultra rare to well done in like ten seconds around here. <laughs> my new puppy, El Chapo's the old golden, the little golden book called My New Puppy is getting them. Maybe you should read. Maybe we should just read My New Puppy as it's written. We'll go back into story time. All right. And all you have to do is replace puppy with El Chapo. <laughs> uh, all right, you ready? What is it? What is it, gentlemen? And now a bonus episode of story time with El Chapo. Alright, all just a little uh all I'm gonna do is replace spot with El Chapo, but everything else I'm gonna read verbatim. Story time with or El anything, Chapo. Or, or anything that references puppy. This, this will get creepy in a hot minute. Oh, well, if we don't need to get creepy. <laughs> Johnny has a brand new El Chapo. I will call you El Chapo, says Johnny, for he knows that all El Chapos have names. Johnny and El Chapo are going to be friends <laughs> and have lots of fun together. Oh, these pages are kind of thick. El Chapo is small, and he's not very happy. He has just left seven brothers and sisters in his mother's safe warm side. So Johnny strokes him gently and talks to him quietly. <laughs> Story time. They'll trouble. He doesn't hug him or squeeze him or shout or run about. That would frighten El Chapo. El Chapo is a puppy. El Chapo is El Chapo. He isn't big and strong yet. This is the way Johnny picks up El Chapo's. I can't. Oh, no. You made your bed. You made your bed in story time. You're stuck in story time. You can't get out. Uh, okay. This is a long book. Oh, is it? Yeah. Let me skip ahead. Let's, you know, it's always fun to, like, you know, sometimes you're... Let's skip ahead. Let's skip ahead a little bit. When El Chapo has finished eating, Johnny takes up his dish and cleans it. He, which is kind of not uncommon... He leaves a dish of clean water in El Chapo's special eating place. El Chapo soon gets to know that it will always be there, full of fresh, clean water to drink. Johnny whacks him, not very hard, with a rolled up newspaper. Never mind, never with his hand. A hand is not for petting. A hand is for petting. El Chapo chews because he wants to have a good, strong teeth. So Johnny gives him a toy of his own. But the neighbors don't like El Choppy's... El Choppy. El Choppy. <laughs> El Choppy's... El Chapo's noisy... noises. No, no, says Johnny, when he has let El Chapo bark a few times. Soon, El Chapo is old enough to learn some more lessons. Johnny puts a leash around. <laughs> <laughs> 
the skipper. Johnny. Chapo says the safe word. <laughs> Johnny knows some good games like tug of war. Which he played with many female uh, friends. <laughs> and throwing sticks for El Chapo to fetch. <laughs> Johnny is a good teacher. He uses short, easy words. <laughs> and always the same ones. <laughs> Just like in his podcast. <laughs> Instead of stop mm, it, El Chapo, you naughty bad Chapo, Johnny always says, no! Less reverb when El Chapo is being naughty. So Johnny teaches El Chapo the same lesson over and over until El Chapo can do it easily, like speaking into the mic. <laughs> now that you are such a smart El Chapo, I shall take you for a walk in the park, says Johnny. But when they get outside, El Chapo thinks that he is, that he is going to take Johnny for a walk. Heel, says Johnny. He pulls El Chapo close Keeps the short, keeps the leash short. When Spot pulls away, Johnny jerks back and yells, "Fuck!" It takes a long time for El Chapo to learn the new word, but soon he is able to say, "Fuck, fuck, fuck." And if Johnny is glad, El Chapo is the happiest Chapo in the world because Johnny and El Chapo are friends. <laughs> There's your story time of El Chapo. Oh man, let's get back to this chicken breast. I I, I keep thinking I'm gonna overdo it, but I tell you. As long as I put those diamond grill marks on this chicken breast, I can cook it forever and it won't dry out. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. That's where all the juices flow in there. And um, if you're unsure, you should call somebody. What was that book called? My new puppy. <laughs> yeah, the the new puppy. The golden book. Yeah. The real deal golden. A book. little golden book. The new El Chapo. The new puppy. I hit it with a newspaper, but not that hard. <laughs> I hit it with not that hard. Put a leash on it and walk it around. Little golden books are books to grow with. They entertain, they inform, they stretch the boundaries of time and space. They're a wide variety of insanity and subjects, and their lively, repulsive illustrations have made them semi-popular with children and less so parents for more than 40 decades. Because children's are feared, Little Golden Books are an ideal introduction to the world of reading, written and illustrated by some of the most high and effed up authors and artists. Seriously, Little, man. <laughs> Little Golden Books are known by their gold foil binding and by their by the pleasure and fear they bring to children. <laughs> As we can all remember. Yeah. How freaked out we were. It's like when you it's like when you get to be an adult 
you don't really want to know about brutal murder mystery stuff, but you watch those CSI type shows or investigative shows anyway. I feel like this is what children's books were for us as kids. It's like they freaked the hell out of us, but you wanted to keep turning the pages to find out, oh, God, how, how bad can it get? How, what, what freaky stuff is going to happen? I think mine's about done. I, I like mine just a little bit pink inside. All right. Here you go. And I love it when it gets caramelized. Ah, uh, yeah. Put it on a skewer. Put it on a skewer. Okay, we've read Pinocchio's Promise. We've read the new puppy, and it's time for some grilling. And let's name a song. Let's name a song. I mean a jam, whatever we're going to call it. Here we go. You want me to lay it in for you? Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can...
forgot about my chicken breast there. Don't try it out, bro. Don't bugger at the breast. Okay, you've done the research. You've listened to the music. Are you ready? Do you have something yet? Do you need some more time? I have a lot of ideas. Well, you must you must evaluate the idea. You must you must ana- analyze the ideas, synthesize the ideas, and then evaluate the ideas, and then make your determination. And we shall live in infamy. Warm bottle. <laughs> and so it shall be known as Warm Bottle. There you have it, everybody. Warm Bottle coming at you. Where no other podcast will give you the most quality, completely original garage band jams anywhere else besides the Sausage Hut. Warm bottle, baby, right next to your grill and grill, man. Warm bottle. And warm bottle it shall be. My song 14. They're always 14 these days. Warm bottle. Do you care to elaborate it or do you want to leave it for history to sort out? You don't need to explain by any means. and Maybe explaining it might ruin it. I don't know. But we can just leave it at that warm bottle. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> your, your your shit is your own. Don't nobody questions Orson Welles on why he wrote freaking uh, Rosebud, man. <laughs> El Chapo. In case you haven't been paying attention, some of El Chapo's latest namings are warm bottle, and then who can forget Flemmy Shimmy Shimmy. Let me shimmy shimmy. That's on Salsa Salsa Radio Network, everybody. Let's see, what else did you do recently here? I mean, you've done all of them. Well, actually, there was a bunch that I named before. And who could forget the latest tune, one of the latest tunes called Crosscut Shuffle on Salsa Radio, everybody. Coming at you. Next hour, we're going to have talking about other things. Next hour, but right now we've got cross-cut shuffle for you. Yes, very good, very good. And everybody's favorite. And you know what else I was thinking? And this is the cholesterol report. <laughs> Recently, people have begun to throw away their childhood books, including Pinocchio's and Golden Little Golden books. I speak to old-time friends and ask why this phenomenon is taking storm. And as a special show, we'll be doing it by Grill Fires. Spare ribs, buffalo burgers, and ostrich chili. 
Yeah, man. So I was hanging out by the grill, and then these guys showed up, and they wanted to say they wanted me to say something. I speak to Doug Kershaw. Yeah, hey man, my name's Doug. Hey, you guys want to cool, or there's some ice over there? I take part in the tradition of grabbing a blue-collar aluminum can out of the cooler to make nice and to make the interview flow easier. Did you guys bring ostrich burgers? Is that what I heard? Yeah, we uh, yeah, yeah it's it's a thing, actually. Have you eaten anything other than ground beef in your life? Um, I had a T-bone once when we went to Waffle House. So it was pretty good. Okay, he's obviously confused. I Waffle House or something. Okay, so um, we're on vacation on our way to Florida. We drove to Florida. So you got a box of your old children's books, and now you're saying, you know, to hell with it. You're, you grew up in these books, is that right? Well, they were in the back of my sister's closet for a long time, and they, hey, no, I want the, I bought the barbecue chip for me. Come on, yeah. So they were in my sister's closet, and along you, with a bunch of skeletons, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, you don't have to drain the grease out of the buffalo meat because it, it's not that much. It actually has a lot of flavor because oh. you're a meat eater. I thought you were going to bring ostrich eggs, though. But anyway, that's all right. I heard ostrich eggs are really big. They are. Um, so did, did you know how to read it or, or did mom and dad just read or older sister read this to you? Well, when we were little, they read to us, you know, but I really wasn't paying attention. And so despite... The history you have with books, you you're just you're like, no, nah, I don't I don't need this in my life anymore. No, but that one's got some cool pictures in it. You gonna read it to us or something? Like, are we gonna have story time? We, would you like to read it? Not to put you on the spot. If you don't want to, that's fine. Or if you can't, no, that's man, fine but too. you can. I don't mind if you can. I'll turn it. I'll turn it. I read for hours from Pinocchio and the New Puppy, and Doug seems well far away. Dude, those are pretty cool, though. If you keep reading them, I might even keep listening. I read and read, but began to get tired, and I realized that the ribs were starting to get charred. Oh, dude, get those ribs off of there. They've been on there all day, man. You can stick around for dinner, or I can cut you off some of this. I had paid nearly $450 for packed dry ice buffalo ribs, and he thought they were just regular greasy pork ribs. Did you get Applebee's to go, brah? I cannot say that I've ever been in Applebee's in my life, but I wanted to make Doug feel comfortable and say, yeah, uh, yeah, we went to Applebee's earlier um, before we came here. Yeah, yo, that's Doug with two G's, just so they know, bro. Two G's. Yeah, two G's. Doug's got two G's on him at all times. I wanted to ask you, Doug, did, did you feel any conflicts about Pinocchio's decision when he made his promise and then basically broke his promise? Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, there was actually some sort of dramatic irony there when Mrs. Santos came out, and she's like, dinner's ready, boys. And I was like, you know what? That really means a lot to me, philosophically speaking, because it's, you know, it's more about life in general than it is about the no's and the promises you make. It's about the promises you keep, bruh. Here's what else you need to know. Buffalo meat is low in fat, and when left on the grill too long, dries out immensely. 
Don't ever take buffalo meat to Doug's and ask him about Pinocchio books he grew up with. I'm El Chapo, and this has been the Low Cholesterol Report <coughs> with the Pinocchio Chronicles. Yo, where's my mixing board at? Doug, do you, do you have an ice cooler over there? And just as easily as it got started, it got ended. Done, your mom back up. It's not that we decide that we're going to have an adventure to a certain place. It's that we sit down and we decide that we're going to have an adventure. And where that place is, we never know. And we always end up at that place. In the end. Well, Chapo, thanks for coming, man. It's always great having you. Like driving me, everybody. Go check out our videos on Instagram. El Chapo's the cinematographer. He's a Ray Harry housing. Housing. Who's it? Who's it? Instagram, Johnny Kilbasa Rocks. Twitter, Johnny Kilbasa. Mark Aram Show. Whenever he decides to work. I don't know if he's ever going to work again, but he's been on vacation all summer. It doesn't matter because we got sausage huts all day. Catch El Chapo mowing your lawn and going camping and catch us both. Making iron pies outside your mama's back door. The iron pies. Pie iron. Pie. We didn't talk about the pie iron. We didn't talk about the pie iron. Next time, ladies and gents. Next time. Actually, it will be better next time because you'll have been back from your camping. We will have been using it. And we will say, how you say, Jenny Kabasa, come plaza, blah, blah, Pinocchio. Where's my new puppy? Put some more butter on that. I said, pick him in the middle. So you better get in line. County fair, county fair. Goodbye, Confederate flags. I got some Union Ace T-shirts coming here, I've never seen an airbrush like that. Can you spill Doug? You spell Doug with two G's, bruh. D O G G Dog. Ordered about forty minutes ago. I was trying to figure out where where that is.
Uh, sir, we have an order here from three and a half minutes ago that, uh, going to your address. So is that like is that like in the oven now or? or what? Uh, sir, we we we're making it right now. We we literally just got off the phone with you. You're making the order, or you're making the pizza right now? Um. Well. Uh, Ken's got the wings going in, and then uh, the girl who was supposed to make your pizza that, is out in the uh, back of the parking lot with her baby Ken daddy Hall, trying to collect. I went, I went to high school with him, you know. I, I, I remember him. I'm, I, yeah. I, I got a good job in the steel mill now, so I'm, making, I'm probably making a little more. <sighs> wow. Okay. We're just uh, waiting for the pizza. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think if we got off the phone, the sooner we got off the phone, the more time I could spend making yeah, your pizza and trying got, to get it to I you. I got that, um, that coupon, that, um, the, the two mediums and three toppings deal. Yeah. Um, so that's still going on? Or? Well, you actually ordered 60 wings and three two liters of Diet Dr. Pepper, and you were laughing the whole time, yeah, so well, we thought that, it was a last joke. Time I, I didn't get the sweet mango sauce, and, um, um, you know, my kids really like the sweet mango. Oh. I feed that to them. A lot of people Isn't that like, a little spicy for maybe, kids? Yeah, well, I was going to say a lot of people are like, oh, you shouldn't speak. But with a sweet mango, um, you know, they, they they don't have, you know, like diarrhea like a whole bunch anymore. Maybe but, they got um, diarrhea of their mouth like their dad. Ah, uh, okay. So uh, now, you know what? Yeah, I wasn't going to go there, but now I want to speak to the manager. Um, I, th- I went to high school with him, too. His name's Johnny. Um, so. yeah, uh, Johnny's busy right now. He's in the back with, uh, no, he's paying his child support. I, I really, I want to speak to, to Johnny cause, um, he, he knows me. He knows me. He, he just tell him Doug. All right. Tell him Doug. Yeah. But your oh. Doug only had, does your Doug have two G's or one G? I don't, you know what? Why, why don't you just put me on the phone with Johnny? Cause I'm not, I'm not even sure. I, do you want your pizza today or do you want to talk to Johnny? That's what you got to decide. Uh, saying that, that the customer is always um, on um, yeah so can I what's his Johnny that's the guy yeah so I know he runs that place there I don't know who you are I mean maybe he hired you maybe maybe a district manager hired you but you know uh, Johnny knows me as soon as you say Doug he's gonna because I'm like one of the most loyal customers that this place has ever had so yeah but you also call us five times every time you try to use the app to order a pizza you order the app and then you call to make sure we got it and then we're like yeah we sent you an email too and you're like i forgot the password to my email just send me the pizza and we're like I'm we're trying to send you the pizza all right for, you know, forgive me for interrupting okay but it you know you, you kids do this and I, i'm sorry as you were kids but you know i'm you know older and um you know i'm I work at the mill, and you know I got the coupons and the apps. I got my new iPhone uh, 10, and I got this app. I know it works, and so maybe there's a problem with your what do you call it, the IT stuff? You know, back in my day we call it uh, responsibility. You know, so that that's what that's I guess that's what I'm asking here. How about some responsibility there? And I don't know if I could talk to Johnny right now. And he's probably talking with some district regional manager of the place right now. But I know if you said, "Hey, Doug is on the line," he'll drop what he's doing, and he's got to make this right because hold the line, for, hold for Johnny. Johnny, yeah, hey, Johnny, yeah, Johnny, get. Are you done with her yet? On the Come on here. No, this Go dude, your dude says you're biting. All right. That's Johnny. Hey. Uh, how can I help you? 
Uh, three sausages out there. Yeah, hello. Now, what can I do for you, sir? Okay, so I use the coupons, right? I, you Don't know, forget the pop. I, I, you know, I'm like ordering like hello two times. Hey, are you still there? What can I do for you? Or like two times a week from this place. I probably like what place? The place up the street or here? Loyal customer, listen to me, man. I'm serious. I'm so. And I think even the owner, the, the guy who originally had that franchise, I used my wood router to make the original sign. And, mm. you know, if I, if I had had the laser cut at the time, I was probably going to do the whole marquee up there, but you guys went there with that, like, cheap old plastic. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But my point is, you punched in the... the the coupon code into my app, and now you guys are saying it's another seven dollars. Which I'm like, uh, come on, man. That's that's what are we doing here? You um, didn't you order thirteen ranches with this order? This last order? Actually, it was twelve ranches and three sweet barbecues and two habanero mango lime. Did we mess that up last time? Yay! You no, know, hot mustard. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, it messed it up. No big deal because you know what? I I work in a place where things get messed up, and no big deal. But you know, when you, when you're a loyal customer, you expect you know you know the bar gets raised higher, and it seems like you guys just take the bar and you throw it in the dirt on a customer like me who. What you know, bar do you want to go to? I kind of keep the lights on at this place. You know, I'm just I'm just saying. Oh, okay. So if we we can't we won't be able to see your porch light because your lights aren't on. All right, what's your address again? Porch lights are on, and I still have the Halloween lights on there. It's not like you can miss it there. So we got orange, warm lights. We got the uh, cafe lights on, on on the back deck. They they glow right out front too. So it's not it's not like you can really miss it. You know, you feel me, brah? Is that what they say, brah? That's what some people say. Yeah. So we'll get that pizza out to you as soon as we can. All right, I'm gonna be waiting out here. You, you, you know me. I'm gonna be out here with, with. You know, I'm be, I'm gonna be the guy out here on the front. Okay. Are you gonna? You're not gonna refuse to pay for it like you did last time, are you? Hey, if I get if I get what I ordered, you know, you're, you're always gonna get fresh. And I'll, I'm whoever delivers. I'm I'm gonna tip them another dollar fifty for sure. As soon as we can. All right, that's all I'm asking for, satisfaction. You know here, I, I can't get no satisfaction. Now I'm going to get satisfaction. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you for calling Domino's. Have a, have a great yeah, evening. Yeah, okay. All right. Who is this jackass?